Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is not a suggestion. That is a commandment. Praise the Lord. Let everything and everyone that has breath praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just honor you this morning. Lord, none of me, I disappear that you may appear. Lord, speak through me. Use me as your vessel today. Let your word flow freely unhindered by any satanic or demonic force. I take authority over every power God sent me here for this service for this day. So I exercise my authority and I shut you down now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare the liberty of the Holy Ghost in the house. Lord, let your word go without any hindrance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Open your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. We don't have any material today. It was by design. It wasn't uh, oversight. So sometimes you get material, sometimes you don't. So don't freak out. Praise the Lord. There are many churches that don't do that anyway. So sometimes it's necessary because you are doing a teaching. Sometimes it's a distraction. So praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning from verse number 24. Before I start, I want to honor Pastor Tom for his leadership and uh, for allowing me to grace this platform. I don't take it for granted. 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning from verse 24. And it happened. Somebody say it happened. After this, that Ben-Adad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. When you see and it happened, it's a continuation of a story. In fact, New Living Transition said sometime later, which means something happened and then something else continued. I'm going to come back to that. And there was a great famine in Samaria. When the Bible say a great famine, famine by itself is bad. But then the Bible qualified it as a great famine in Samaria. And indeed, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him and said, Help my lord, O king. And he said, verse 27, if the Lord does not help you, where can I help you from? So my topic this morning is if the Lord does not help you. If the Lord does not help you, where can I help you from? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? Then the king said to her, what is troubling you? And she answered, this woman said to me, give your son that we may hit him today, and we will hit my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him, 
And I said to her on the next day, give your son that we may hit him. Ah, but she has hidden her son. Verse number 30. Now it happened when the king heard these words, the words of this woman, she tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people looked and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body. Then he said, God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shephat, remain on his head. In other words, I'm going to cut it off. Verse 32. But Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messengers came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see, do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? Look, when the messengers come, shut the door and hold them fast at the door. It's not the sound of his master's feet behind him. In other words, we are having a prophetic vision going on at the moment. Something was happening on the wall, and the Lord was speaking to his servant in his house. Picture in picture. And while he was still talking with them, there was the messenger coming down to him. And then the king said, surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? There are many people that are saying that right now. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? I have prayed, I have fasted, I have waited. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? You know, the Bible says the word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be established. So get ready for the word this morning. When we got into this story, we were told that Ben Adad took his army and besieged Samaria. The first thing I want you to see is the name Ben-Hadad. You know, when you study the Bible, sometimes you pass over some things, and then the Holy Spirit will call your attention back to it. Ben-Hadad means son of Satan, or son of a false god. Glory to God. So son of Satan, or son of a false god, besieged God's people. He laid a siege round about Samaria. So as, we are, as the word of God is going forth this morning, and as the spirit of God is leading me, I'm going to call you to pray. Amen? So I need you to be attentive, and I need you to pray. We are a praying church. Amen? Glory to God. So Ben-Hadad besieged Samaria, and he didn't come alone. He came with his army. You know, when it rains, sometimes they say it pours. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have money problem, you have health problem, you have marriage problem, you have people problem, you have pain problem, you have all kinds of problems. Because they come in droves. When the kingdom of darkness come, they come in droves. So they surrounded Samaria to the point that there was a great famine in the land. This was an artificial famine because of the presence of the Syrian army surrounding the city. The Bible did not say there was a drought. If you go to other nations in the surrounding area, everything was fine. But in Samaria, there was trouble. Have you looked around and look at your life and look at other believers and you're like, what is going on here? 
What is going on here? It seems like Ben Haddad has besieged your life. So I prophesied this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus that Ben Haddad will hear a sound in the name of Jesus. Every demonic force, every demonic host that has besieged your life, they will hear a sound this morning in the name of Jesus. Ben Haddad besieged Samaria. And there was great famine in the land. Besiege is the word to bind, to confine, to cramp, to shut up. Not close your mouth, but to cover it up. To show hostility, to be an adversary, to enclose, to lay a siege. This is very similar to what you read in Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. The Bible says, now Jericho was securely shut up so that nobody went out and nobody came in. Have you been in a situation where nothing good is coming in and nothing bad is coming? I mean, you are just by yourself. You are like an island. You are in the midst of a crowd, but you feel alone. It seems like all hell has broken loose around your life. I bring a word of victory this morning. Uh, God is turning it around. Help me tell your neighbor, God is turning it around. Uh, no, no, you got to be Pentecostal. You have to be Pentecostal this morning. God is turning it around. Uh, speak it like you believe it. God is turning it around. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says in, Ma- in Matthew 13, 25, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears in his garden while men slept. Many times, the reason that we are in the situation that we are in is because we slept. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear me this morning? Sometimes the reason we are in the situation we are in is because we slept. The Bible says, while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tears in his garden. And then he got up in the next day. He said, what happened? Did we not plant regular crops? What happened? He said, an enemy has done it. When you look at that story, the Bible told us that there was a great famine in the land. And then the Bible gave us some measures that may not even compute for us today. The, you know, a shekel was sold for this. Uh, the donkey's head was sold for this. I want to give us a comparison that can give us some clarity on that. So right now, the value of bread is about $3 and change or something like that. So imagine buying bread for $500. That's kind of what's happening here. And to make matters worse, all the shelves are empty. You go to Walmart, you go to Lowe's, you go to your favorite grocery store, there's nothing to buy. Uh, You have money in the bank, but the money is useless. There's nothing to buy. That was the situation that God's people was in. And yet, there was a prophet in the land. I'm coming to that. Yet, there was a prophet in the land. A prophet that carries a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Come on, church. There was famine in the land. And then in verse 27, we saw this terrible story of these two women. The Holy Ghost highlighted them. Now, there are all kinds of chaos going on in the city. But the Spirit of God, who is the author of the Bible, highlighted these two women. 
I don't know if there are other women that were doing that in, the, in, in that time, but the Holy Spirit highlighted these two women. Now, I want you to tell me, ladies, what will make a woman get to a point where the only option she has was to kill the child that he gave, she gave birth to and eat him? You are going to pray that right now. If you can, if you don't mind, get up. This is church. If you don't mind, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. If you are able to get up, get up, get up, get up. You are going to pray right now. Lord, anything that will push me to a place where I do the unthinkable, where I make the unthinkable decision. You know, I, I try to go over that story because it makes my stomach turn. And I know for women, it's probably making you want to puke. But it's the word of God. These two women did something that was so unthinkable that it will make you almost want to puke. I want you to pray right now. Lord, Lord, let me not get to a place where I will do something that is so unthinkable that you don't even want to say it. Open your mouth and tell God. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. This is how we pray in, in Africa. This is how we pray in Africa. As the word is going, you are praying. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the midst of the battle of my life, Lord, I will not get to a place where I will do something that will be so unthinkable that even reading it will make people want to puke. Lord, I pray. Open your mouth and pray this morning. Because I need money, I begin to sell my body. Because I need money, I begin to compromise my Christian values. Lord, I pray this morning. Help me. Help me. Not to make bad decisions in the midst of the battle. Praise the Lord. You can sit down. You can sit down. We are going to do many of that. So it's exercise plus the word this morning. Glory to God. I know it's different than what we are used to, but that's okay. I'm bringing some Africa this morning. Glory to God. So these two women, they did the unthinkable. I want you to picture this. That son, you know, your children are your next generation. Your children are the next generation, the next generation for you. She got to a place where she's exhausted everything. I know, ladies, you are very, very smart, very ingenious. You know, for guys, we are one track, two track, three tracks, but women can think a thousand things at the same time. They can handle a thousand things at the same time. Somebody give a clap for the women in the house. So imagine... The condition that these women were, they've exhausted everything. They've called every callable. They've texted every textable. They've visited every store. They've exhausted everything. The last option was to mortgage their next generation, was to kill the next generation. So when the king heard it, naturally, your heart is rent. The Bible said he rent his clothes. Glory to God. He was so distraught, like, this is happening under my watch. This has gotten so bad that people are even considering killing the next generation. He tore his clothes. He tore his clothes. Now, I want you to note something. <laughs> Glory to God. Sometimes, if you are not 
careful. Because of momentary pressure, you make decisions that you will regret. Because as you follow the story, which we are going to get into, in chapter number 7 of 2 Kings, the situation was turned around. And guess what? That boy is gone. The situation was turned around. Samaria became fruitful again, but that boy is gone. There are some decisions that you cannot get back from. Help me tell your neighbor, there are some decisions that will stay with you for the rest of your life. Ah, come on, church. I wish you would talk back to me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There are some decisions that will stay with you. So be very careful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I'm preaching this morning. God is faithful. Don't turn your backs on God. Don't make momentary decisions that you will live to regret. Now, let's say, fast forward. You know, after Samaria was restored, of course, the king knows about it now. And then they put in a panel. They invite the judges and the laws to come into the picture. And let's say they find a punishment for both women because what they did was manslaughter or whatever they call it in, in law. They killed somebody. That was illegal since beginning of time because when this guy killed his brother uh, Cain killed his brother God spoke from heaven because his blood was speaking from the ground am I preaching this morning let's say the law system came and said yeah we are going to put you in prison for five years and we're going to put the other guy for ten years the bottom line the sun is gone the sun is gone Samaria is back, but she lost the most. So the Holy Spirit wanted me to highlight that for you this morning. The sun is gone. Glory to God. The sun is gone. Now, I want to also highlight something to you this morning. When the two women pointed out to the, to the king. They said, help Lord Ho King. My one assignment this morning is to turn your face towards him. That's what he told me. I've been carrying this message now for almost two months. I'm about to explode. Glory to God. He said, point my people back to me again. You say, I already know that. Yeah, you do that. But, you know, the Bible says the word of God is for reproof or correction. There are some that already know it. And if you already know it, it's encouragement. But there are some that, are, that don't know it yet or they are compromising. But God is saying, turn your face towards me. So these two women went to the king. And you know in Israel... The Lord, oh, your God is one. They know that. Every Jew know that. But now, these guys are in so much problem, they went to the king. And the king's response was, where am I going to get food for you? Are you blind? Have you looked around? Have you been to the wine press? There's nothing there. Have you been to the threshing floor? There's nothing there. I'm the king of the land. Look at me. I've lost 50 pounds. Not by design, but by the situation of this nation. When you turn your eyes towards man, 
You know, one of the things, as I studied the word of God, one of the things that's heavy in the heart of God is idolatry. Idolatry. Idolatry is not just uh, like you see in South America or in Africa or in Asia where people are worshipping some deity, some artifact that's on the ground or on some place, on some high mountain, some altars. Idolatry is putting something above God. Anything that you place above God is idolatry. Go with me to Jeremiah 17. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Jeremiah 17. Hold your place in 2 Kings. We are going to come back to it. Jeremiah 17. This is going to make your hair curl this morning. If you have straight hair, you might end up with curls by the time we leave. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Jeremiah 17. Beginning from verse number five. Ah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready for this? Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to get a little bit bumpy. The Bible says, Thus says the Lord. Who is talking? There's only James in the church. Thus says the Lord. Who is talking? I want to hear every voice. Thus says the Lord. Who is talking? Cursed, C-U-R-S-E-D, in case you don't get my accent, C-U-R-S-E-D, is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the living God. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and he shall not see when good comes, but he shall inhabit the patched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. I want you to listen to this. God is saying cursed. I, I want to give you a quick um, explanation of the word cursed. Empowered to fail. And supernaturally empowered to fail is the man that trusts in man. Glory to God. You are not my source. You are not my source. You are not my source. My job is not my source. My degree is not my source. My achievement is not my source. God is my source. God is my source. I don't care if you're a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire. I will honor you, but God is my source. You know, we have this tendency as believers when we are in dire straits to run to man. Look at what the Bible said here. Thus says the Lord, cursed and power to fail is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. What happens in the desert? Nothing. There's nothing going on in the desert because it's dry, there's no water, there's no activity, there's nothing going on in the desert. And he shall not see when good comes. <laughs> Divine direction leaves him. Good is coming, but he can't see it. Everybody sees it, but he can't see it. Because he's looking at man. He's looking at man. He's looking at man. Come on, turn your face towards him this morning. No matter what is going on, look unto the Lord. They looked unto him, and their faces were lighting, and they were never put to shame. God is my source. My job is not my source. 
it's one of the places that God pipes resources to me. You are not my source. You are not my source. That's not arrogant. That's not pride. That's the word of God. In a salt land, you know, you've seen salt land, right? Nothing grows there. It's just salt. There's nothing going on there. So this is a very somber word for the church this morning. Yes, can people help us? Yes, people, God will use people. Remember, yes, sir. Uh, this is a holy moment. You have to listen to this for a moment. We went Friday to this revival meeting. Jeremiah Johnson preached out of Jeremiah 17 this very verse. Dr. Michael Brown got there late because of the traffic. Got there late, did not know what Jeremiah preached, got up and preached the same thing. Bishop did not know that. I'm telling you right now, this is for us, us, me, you. We're trusting in too many other things. Government checks food pantries, credit cards. Just bow your head for a moment. Lord, we repent for idolatry. We have made you too small in our eyes. The wealth of America has trusted in the idolatry of the blessings that you've given. Trusting in doctors. God, I pray right now that we would take this on board and repent for all forms of idolatry. Bring the revelation of idolatry to us personally. Some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. He shall inhabit the parched places of the earth. You know, God is a father. A father chastises whom he loves. Amen? And if you are a son, if you are a daughter, you will receive the chastisement of your father. Unless you are a bastard. That's scripture. Glory to God. So let's keep going. Let's go back to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Is this blessing somebody this morning? Now, you look at the king. The Bible told us that the king tore his clothes, right? And because of the nature of the report that he just heard, women are considering what they just did because they were in such bad shape. And then the scripture sh showed us in verse 27. Let's look at it. Verse 27. If the Lord does not help you, where would I find help for you? Even the king acknowledged that the only source of help for you is Jesus, is the Lord. Now, God may help you through the government. God may pipe things to you through your job. God may pipe you things to you through your friends, your brothers, your sisters. But this your help. You know, one of the attributes of God is that he is a jealous God. And yet he tells us we can't be jealous. Go sue him. He is God. The Bible says, I am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the father to the sons up to a fourth, third and fourth generation. But then God tells, turns around and tells us, you can't be jealous. 
I hope you are hearing the word this morning. God wants you to look to him alone. Now, I'm going to share this real quick. If God speaks to Pastor Tom, I know I I can use Pastor Tom because I know he's not going to get mad. (laughs) If God speaks to Pastor Tom to give an amount of money to sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, so there are several things that God is doing, but I want to point out two things that God is doing when that happens. God wants to meet sister so-and-so's needs, but also God is also doing something in the heart of Pastor Tom and in his resources. Because the Bible says, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, come on, yeah? and running over. Every time God speaks to you about a seed, he has a blessing in mind. So God speaks to you, and then you obey God. You give to sister so-and-so. Now, sister so-and-so should say thank you to you, but the glory belongs to him. For Pastor Tom and for sister so-and-so, return all the glory to him. In one, in one regard, because you, Pastor Tom, you are able to give. All the glory belongs to him. And for sister so-and-so to receive the gift, you bless the Lord for the giving of that gift. Yes, you thank that person. You don't idolize them. You, you show proper courtesy and say, thank you, Lisa, for giving me $1,000. Wink, wink. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. I'm preaching better than you guys are receiving it this morning. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah! You have to be very careful. The giver has to be very careful. So you don't develop pride and say, look at me. I'm writing a check for $1,000. Remember the story, Mordecai and Esther. Esther told Mordecai, I need your help. I need your help. Or the other way around. Mordecai told Esther, I need your help. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And Mordecai said, I can't do this. Or Esther said, I can't do this. And then Mordecai said, maybe this is the reason God put you here for, for such a time as this. And if you don't do it, ah, my God will raise help another way. My God will raise help another way. So that will keep you humble, Mr. Fat Cat. That will keep you humble, the receiver. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Is the Lord. The silver and the gold belong to him. Whatever is in your bank account belongs to him. Let me say it again. Whatever you have in your bank account belongs to him. Remember the story of the rich fool. He said, I'm going to build bigger bands. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to tear the whole one down and build bigger ones. I'm going to expand. And then I've got this strategy for next year and this strategy for the next 10 years. And uh, the Lord spoke back. You fool. Tonight, I'll require your soul. Tonight, I'll require your soul. So for the giver, the one that God is speaking to to give, you, you do it with fear and trembling. That the God of heaven chooses to use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody else. Because God can do it a thousand ways. 
He wants to bless you. That's why he's partnering with you in that enterprise. Get it straight. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed this morning? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I asked the Holy Ghost for fire from Africa this morning. Yaka, to, 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 break it, it, it. I spent, I spent, I spent a lot of hours praying. God, the boshi, kede, the boshi. Empower to fail. Who wants to be empowered to fail? But look at the other part of it. In Jeremiah 17. I think it's verse 8. Blessed, empowered to prosper, empowered to flourish, empowered to thrive, empowered to move forward, fill in the blank, is the man or woman that trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. For it shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread a root by the river. He doesn't have to go far to get what he needs. God pipes the resources to him. You know what started it? He lifts his hand and trusts the Lord and him alone. Glory to God. He will not fear when it comes. There is it coming. There's price. The price of the gas is going up. There's this going on. This guy is just settled. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This man is just settled because he trusts in the Lord. This is a different bishop this morning. The Bible says, but his leaves shall be green. He will not be anxious in the year of drought. God calls it the year of drought, the year of COVID, the year of prices going up. This guy is chill like cucumber. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help come from the Lord. My help come from the Lord. My help come from the Lord. Hallelujah. They look to him, Psalm 34, verse 5. And were radiant. They look to who? To him. They look to who? To him. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are some people that they've, they love God, but they honor their doctors more than God. Check your heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some people, because it's a heart matter, you can tell, you can lift up holy hands in church, but God sees your heart. God sees my heart. If the doctor is above God, then go for it now. Let him help you. Good luck with that. There's nothing wrong with seeing doctors, but God is Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. That's his covenant name. The Bible says in Psalm 34, they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around those that fear him and delivers them. Go to 2 Kings chapter 7. We got to move. We got to move. Oh, glory to God. You, you, you are not permitted to leave this morning. I got to land this baby. 2 Kings chapter 7. Glory to God. I don't know the next time this grace will come upon me. Glory to God. 
Then verse 1. Then Elisha said, you remember, we finished the second king chapter 6. The king came to accuse him. This is from the Lord. This is the Lord. I told you earlier there was a prophet in Israel, and yet God hasn't said anything. And that's for another time. Because I have so much more to say. The Bible says, Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. tomorrow. Say it prophetically. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. About this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and a two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. It's like, like the analogy I gave earlier. The bread is $500. All of a sudden, this raggedy... No, let me take that back. This fine prophet showed up and said, Thus hear the Lord, by this time tomorrow, 24 hours. About this time tomorrow, 24 hours, at the gate of Samaria, the bread that is currently $500 will be 20 cents. And the, you know when the king travels, he travels with his guards and his entourage, his cabinet. So there was this officer that was with the king. I want to believe he's the uh, minister of economy or minister of commerce. He has PhD, MSD, PPD, or RRD. He has all this letter behind his name. He has studied it. He has looked at the spreadsheet. He has done the projection. He has looked at the stock market. And he opened his mouth. <laughs> ha, yeah, 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 yeah. When you open your mouth and speak against those here, the Lord, you are on dangerous territory. The king, so an officer on whose hand the king leaned, so he's close to the king, he's one of the advisors of the king, he's part of the ruling class, said to the man of God, Look, if the Lord will open the windows of heaven, could this thing be? I want to pretend I know the way it talks. With the spectacle right here. If the Lord would open the windows of heaven, could this thing be? I've looked at the projections. I've talked to the analysts. We've had war rooms after war rooms after war rooms. We've looked at all the wine presses, all the farms. 24 hours? That's impossible. You open your mouth and you put your foot in it. You know, there's something called Miranda rights in America. You have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say and do shall be used against you in the court of law. They warned you. They told you that whatever you say, I'm going to turn around and use it against you. And guess what people do? They start running their mouth. In movies and in real life, they start running their mouth. They start running their mouth. That's what this guy did. Thus hear the Lord. Now, I want to remind you, there were other officers that were there. They probably had the same feeling, but they zip it. You know, there's a song that's bubbling in my spirit. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. 
God has spoken. So let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. No matter what is going on, let the church say amen. God has spoken, so let the church say amen. That's the right response. Every time God says it, yes, sir, thank you, Lord, I receive it. Every time God says anything, yes, sir, I receive it. <laughs> How does God speak? He speaks through his word. He speaks through his vessels. He speaks through his word. He speaks through his vessel. I believe I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost this morning. I believe I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost. I feel his presence all over me. Glory to God. This man ran his mouth. And, you know, every time people do that, God responds immediately. And God spoke through his servants. He said, I'm going to do something that will be so painful. You are going to see it, but you won't be part of it. Now, when you get home, go and read the rest of it because we don't have time. He saw it. Out of all the officers, he was the one unpicked by the king to stand at the gate. You're standing at the gate being the barrier to hungry men and women and children. They ran over him. He saw it, but he did not partake of it. So be very careful what you say. You may not understand it. Say, Lord, I receive it. I don't understand it, but Lord, I receive it. Help me to align with this. Help me to align with it. I don't understand how in 24 hours, tomorrow, about this time, my story will change. How? Leave the house in your back pocket. Flush it down the toilet. And just say, yes, sir, I receive it. Let's practice. Let's practice. Say, yes, sir, I receive it. Yes, Lord, I receive it. God doesn't play around. Especially when he's speaking through his chosen vessels. And you say, how will God do this? With all my degrees, all my connections. I know people in the White House, you know. I'm connected in the White House. I know, I know people there. This is never going to happen. Be careful. Ah, help me tell your neighbor, be careful. We are talking about the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the almighty God. The God that changes stories. I'm a living proof of it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not done with me, by the way. So we see another, another lesson that God wants me to call out is that officer. Another lesson that God wants me to call out <coughs> Is in Genesis, I mean, verse chapter 7, the four lepers. We didn't read it, but you know the story. The Bible says, you know, when God spoke through his servant, action went into motion. We have the privilege of hindsight. 
we have the privilege to see behind the scene. But the prophets and the people in Samaria, they didn't know all of this. Meanwhile, God is working. Uh, you know that song? Even though I may not see it, it's working. Even though I may not understand it, it's working. We have biblical proof of it. While all of that was happening, the Bible says the Lord caused a sound, a thunder to be heard in the camp of Syria. And they heard it like, like horses, chariots. And it wasn't just a sound. It was the horses of gold, the horses of fire, the horses of, of angels. God tuned their ears to hear in the spirit. And when they saw that, they came together and said, we got to get out of here. The king of Israel has gone to hire other kings to come and capture us. And the Bible said they left in a hurry. They left the food, they left their weapons, they left their horses, they left their chariots, they left their gold, they left their food. And God tapped these four lepers. I told you, sometimes God is leading you and you don't know it. God was moving these lepers and they didn't even know it. They were part of a national turnaround and they did not know it. Come on, church. Am I preaching this morning? Ah, come on, you got to be Pentecostal this morning. Am I preaching this morning? They were part of a national turnaround and they did not know it. They did not know it. Look at the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 27. If we can put it on the screen. Luke chapter 4, verse 27. I'm preaching better than y'all are reacting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus was talking about Naaman, the prophet, I mean the Syrian, the Syrian general, who was a leper. And the miracle that God placed on his life. Now I want you to see the irony of this. Naaman is a Syrian. Ben Haddad and his army, they are Syrians. Do you see that? They came to besiege Samaria. They caused the famine in Samaria. And yet God visited Naaman, a Syrian. He is God. Ayayayabatosia is God. So Jesus was referring to that story here. He said, there were many lepers in Israel during that time. None of them was touched. There's a prophet in the land. None of them was touched except a foreigner, the enemy of Israel. And he happens to be also a high-ranking officer in the army. Are you with me this morning? And yet, God cleansed him. He is God. Which court are you going to take him to? The Supreme Court? They report to him. They report to him. They may not know it, but they report to him. Because he's king of all the earth. Hallelujah. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So we see so many dynamics and stories that the Lord is re revealing to us here. 
I'm trying to decide how much more to go. Let's keep going. The Bible said in Deuteronomy 32, 9 to 13. Deuteronomy 32, 9 to 13. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his lot of, in, of inheritance. He found Jacob, Israel, Jacob in a desert land. I told you about desert land. There's nothing going on there. He found him in the desert land. God found you. You didn't find God. He found you. It may look like you found him, but he found you. He said, I want him. And I'm going to use him. But Lord, look at his background. Look at all these things. No, no, no. I want him. And I'm going to use him. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my story. God found Israel in the desert land. In a waste, in, in case the desert doesn't paint the picture for you, in a waste howling wilderness. And now look at the success of Israel then and even today. And he led him about. He encircled him, like King James said. He led him about. And he instructed them. Divine leading, divine instruction. For the man or the woman that God finds. For the man or the woman that puts his trust in the Lord. There are a thousand ways for God to meet your needs by nightfall. In fact, one man of God said there are multiple ways, uncountable ways, that God can meet that need that you have right now by nightfall. He is God. He is God. He instructed him and he led him as the apple of his eyes. Verse 12. So the Lord alone led him and there was no strange God or foreign God with him. Ah, because of time, I got to keep going. Now, there's a solemn warning to remember. As I've been preaching on this throughout this morning, Deuteronomy 8.18, the Bible says, But thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is who? He that gives you power to get wealth. He gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant as it is this day. Just like he swore unto his father and seized this day. Glory to God. God doesn't like to share his glory. I have to wrap it up because of time. Anybody in a hurry? Five more minutes? You know, in, in Africa, services go for three hours, four hours, five hours. And it's not just singing. No, the Holy Ghost is practically moving. We are used to it. Glory to God. We need to develop a appetite for that so that we are not in a hurry to run from his presence. Now, if you have to go to your job, I'm not going to get you fired. But if you don't have anything doing, what are you running to go do at home? I'm just saying. I love you still. <laughs> One of the attributes of God that God doesn't like is sharing his glory. Sharing his glory. As I was preparing this morning, I've been praying, praying. The Lord spoke to me about Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Let's go there. Acts chapter 12. I want to read two verses to us. 
Acts chapter 12. Look at verse 21. The Bible says, So on a set day, Herod arrayed in his royal apparel. It's all right. He's the king. That's what kings do. They wear royal apparel. Nothing wrong with that. I like to dress up. Nothing wrong with that. You don't like to dress up. That's your business. <laughs> arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne, and gave an oration. So far, nothing wrong. He's doing his business. He's the king, talking to people. The people kept shouting the voice of a God, not of a man. The voice of a God, not of a man. Now, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. He should have said, hey, y'all going to get me in trouble. I'm just a man. I know God. But you know what he did? He didn't say anything. He was taking it in. This is, yeah, the voice of a God. And look at what happened. Then immediately, that's how swift God will respond when you take the glory that belongs to him. An angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms alive. And he died. Now picture that. The king in his royal apparel. And then this thing starts coming out of his face, out of his... It's not a pretty sight. All the glory must be to the Lord. For he is worthy of our praise. No man on earth should give glory to himself. For all the glory must be to the Lord. All the glory must be to the Lord. Whatever you have today is because of his grace. How far you are today is because of his mercy. For he is worthy of our praise. No man, no woman on earth should give glory to himself. For the glory must be to the Lord. <laughs> the Lord God will not share his glory with any man. He will not share his glory with Benny. He will not share his glory with, Andrew, uh, with, with any man. He will not share his glory with Moses. He will not share his glory with Elijah. He will not share his glory with any man. All the glory must be to the Lord. Sing with me. For he is worthy of our praise. No man on earth should give glory to himself. For all the glory must be to the Lord. You deserve all of our praises. You deserve all of our praise. We man's lifted up. All the glory belongs to him. Whatever you have today is 
is grace. The house you live in, how pretty it is, how wonderful it is, give glory to him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The car you drive, give glory to him. I know. If I've said it, this is me being vulnerable. If I've said it, I've said it like a, a million times. I said, Lord, I don't understand how I'm here. I don't understand why I'm driving this. I don't understand why I'm living in this, but I give glory to you. Every breath throughout the day, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. Ask my girls. Ask them. They hear me say it. Because I'm like, God, I know where I came from. I know where I came from. I know where I came from. All the glory must be to him. The Bible says, God resists the proud. He looks at you from afar. With the $500 you have in your bank account, your shoulder like this. You are stranded. All the glory belongs to him. All the honor belongs to him. All the glory belongs to him. I wish I have a sound of a thousand men to scream it loud. All the glory belongs to him. Somebody shout hallelujah. What I am today is by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. The grace to preach, the grace to minister, it's by the grace of God. God always has a replacement. If a Saul messes up, there's a David who is better. So be humble. He has called you. You've seen miracles. You've seen signs, wonders. You've seen great increase in your finances. And then you're like this. What you got? Have a talk with Solomon. What do you have? Have a chat with King Solomon. In the time of King Solomon, gold and silver was like dust. Read your Bible. God doesn't care if I wear gold. As long as gold doesn't wear me. Now the streets of heaven are made of gold. Now you are tripping because I wear gold. Glory to God. All the glory belongs to him. 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 Over Global River Church, all the glory belongs to him. Anytime that you take his glory, ah, you are treading dangerous territory. Ask the men of old. <laughs> Ask Herod. Herod will tell you, I won't try that again. If I have it to do over, I'm going to imprison everybody. Y'all want to kill me. That's exactly what happened. All the glory belongs to him. I want us to lift up our hands. Our time is far spent. I want us to lift up our hands and begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. There are areas in your life where you have kicked God out. 
and you have made yourself God. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. I have believed in a lie that you are unable to help me. You know that song. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. Hear my cry and show yourself strong. I need my life, I need my song. Oh Lord, be my magnify, magnify. Oh Lord, be magnify. I want you to talk to him this morning. He is the lover of your soul. You know the areas where you have kicked God out. Maybe it's your health, maybe it's your finances. You look at your bank account, you see, yes, I'm good. And there's nothing wrong with being good, but it's your heart attitude. It's your heart attitude that God is speaking to this morning. If God is your source, acknowledge him. I'm going to read this scripture to you before I close. 1 Corinthians 4.7. 1 Corinthians 4.7. You can see it on the video later. 1 Corinthians 4.7. For who makes you to differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Question mark. Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast? King James said, why do you glory as if you have not received it? Your height, the color of your skin. I didn't, I didn't vote for this. He gave it to me. You didn't vote for that. He gave it to you. Your height, your, your physical energy, your connection. Everything you have came from him. Everything you have came from him. Came from him. Came from him. Humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself before the Lord. I want you to talk to the Lord this morning. Lord, areas where I have departed and I've made myself God. Lord, I see my foolishness. I repent. I ask for your mercy. I ask for your mercy. I ask for your mercy. Are you talking to the Lord this morning? Are you talking to the Lord this morning? Lord, as a church, we repent. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for food pantries. Thank God for that brother that gave me that. Thank God for that sister that did that to me. But you are my source. I have to say this. The Lord is prompting me. There was a man of God, mightily used by God. All over the world. In his early days, he was fellowshipping with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me, said, Look up. So he looked up. So everybody look at me. Pause for a minute. He looked up. And the Lord said, Look down. He looked down. He said, Can you look up and look down at the same time? Not like people that have weird eyes. I'm not talking about that. Can you look up and look down? He said, Lord, it's impossible. He said, When you are looking at men, do not claim to be looking at me. When you are looking at men, do not claim to be looking at me. It's a guardrail. Don't touch his glory. Don't touch his glory over your daughter. Your daughter is smart. Give glory to God. Your son is beautiful. Give glory to God. You are good looking. Give glory to God. There are people that are better looking that have lived before you. So chill. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be others that will come that will blow you out of the water. So chill. Whatever you have is a gift from him. It's a gift from him. He will not share his glory. He will not share his glory. He will never share his glory. So I want you to pray that prayer. And this is not a one and done prayer. I want you to take it home. Listen to this message again over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because I, I, the Lord just kept me here. For the last two, two, almost two months, he just kept me here. I've been meditating, praying, and just meditating. I have much more to say, but our time is far gone. Father, we just thank you this morning. We look to you. We look to you, Yahweh. They looked to him, and their faces were lighted. They looked to him, and they were not put to shame. I don't care what is going on. I don't care how long it's been. He is my shield. He is my help. He is my strength. He is the one that wakes me up every morning. He is the one that has helped me to where I am today. Lord, I give you praise. I see pastor wants to come. Hallelujah. Hmm.